Welcome back to Anything We Want Podcast. This is episode 5 and it will be the final episode of season 1. I mentioned in the latest episode why there's a season 1 even, because there wasn't supposed to be seasons. Why it's ending, when, how it's gonna come back, what's gonna happen. I might explain some more of that at the end. I kind of want to structure this episode like I did the ones with guests. Short intro, episode on topic, outro. I might go on tangents. It's less likely because I'm by myself so I can just edit those out and make less work for myself transcribing by shortening the episode, hopefully. But my topic today is complaining. So I will introduce myself just really quickly in case people don't know me, but I know most listeners are from the Instagram, but just in case, transition music, intro, and let's get into it. I'm 22 years old and I'm from France. I'm the host of this podcast and I did not expect to record episodes by myself this early on. It was part of the challenge. I need to learn to speak and take up space confidently, but it's less weird to do that with a guest because I'm giving the space and the time that people are taking to listen. It's being given to someone else. It's given a platform as small as it might be for now is giving a platform to someone else's voice and not my own. So as much as it feels intimidating and weird, it doesn't feel entitled. But I need to learn to do that, take up space without feeling apologetic about it. So I guess it's a good thing that I'm ending this season because in starting off a new one, I can implement solo episodes into the concept itself. So you might see more of those. We'll see how it goes. At least two years in a row it was on a list of goals that i set for myself as like this is what i need to be doing right now for this upcoming year or for this month this is something i've told myself so many times and i just don't get it i i don't get it anymore i don't remember exactly how it felt but i do know what my motivations were for wanting to not complain and i just don't get it because now how, why, how much, when, with who I complain, and how I even perceive what complaining means is so much different. And I guess I have a bunch of, I was going to say hot takes, but (laughs) barely warm takes. Honestly, it's not anything that's controversial. It's really just, I have a bunch of things I, I, I want to say about complaining and a bunch of things I realized and That's what I want to talk about. Before I get too far into recording, I want to add something that's important. This is opinions and personal experience, so obviously nothing's meant to be correct or right, and nothing's inherently incorrect or wrong, and we can just chat about it on Instagram or anywhere. You know, I interact a bunch, so let's do that instead of me trying to make everything I say sound correct. Instead of me over-editing myself, I'm also adding this disclaimer to convince myself, present self that's talking to record and future self that's going to edit, to not over-edit myself, because that's we're not doing that today. 
So I used to think I complained too much and gossiped too much, which the context of this is 2018, I was six months into my first year of university. So before that, I was in high school in my hometown living with my family. And I didn't really gossip that much, I think. Back then, it was more hard complaining, like just purely complaining. If I talked about someone, it's because they did something to me or to someone else that I really didn't like. And I was complaining about it or relating the events. In university, I kind of caught myself talking about people for no reason. Because that's what some new people I had around me were doing. And trying to fit in with new people is always a bit tough. It's gotten better because now I'm more mature. But I was 18. I wasn't really that good at fitting in with new people. But I really wanted to. I really wanted to be cool. And I really wanted to not feel like I would have had a risk of being the one that's left out from the group. It still happened. <laughs> Obviously, if you're not being yourself somewhere, you're gonna end up the one left out. And it might not be the group leaving you out, it might just be something in you keeping you from hanging out as often as people offer. And eventually they just stop offering. <laughs> I need people who understand how introverted I am and that I can say no 10 times they still want the offer next time. Because then I might say yes, I just need to be very ready to hang out. I also was meeting new people, so obviously I had a new group of people around me. So that was three groups of friends that did not know each other. I had friends from high school that was kind of growing apart from. We were becoming a bit distant, except a select few. And then a group of people I met online that was kind of, I think, already falling apart at this point and then the new group from university. So when hardship or drama happened in one of the groups, I kind of had two outlets to complain to about it, which when you're complaining about a situation that involves others, it quickly turns to gossip. So I felt very self-conscious when I caught myself gossiping because I had not really done that previously. Gossip isn't always just gossip also, it's I'm coming back to that later, but complaining and gossiping is sometimes just warning each other. But I just caught myself doing that thing that I saw as negative and that I had not done previously. And I got very self-conscious and I realized I had to check myself and so that made it onto my 2018 goals list. To stop complaining all the time, I felt like that's all I ever did. And looking back, I'm not sure it was true. But also if it was, it was kind of valid because I had a lot going on in my mind that I just needed to let out. Now I think it wasn't that bad, but I felt really awful about it. And now when I complain, it depends. I can feel really bad about it, but it's just the ups and downs. I would never again tell myself I need to change how much I talk about the things that bother me. Because I've now understood that people can and should complain because you just can't bottle things up all the time and I actually don't mind that much when other people complain unless it's the only thing they ever do especially if it's about others if it's about one person I can understand you know a select few people in your life coming up and up again in conversation because they're 
bad influences in your life or being toxic and you need an outlet to talk about it, I don't really see that as negative. I might have to set a boundary if that's the only thing we ever talk about as friends and I just can't like be your discount therapist that day. I might have to set down a boundary, but I would not judge for that. The only time I would like, ooh, red flag, is if someone talks about literally anyone in a negative way. I never hear them say anything good about anyone. And it's not a recurring few people. And it's not because of something bad they did. They're just like talking shit, honestly. And that I would kind of not like. But other than that, I just don't really see why complaining is such a big deal or so bad. You just should be able to express yourself. And the times and places where it's socially acceptable to complain are very much individual and personal. It's cultural first. Fun little cultural differences I noticed is that I'm French and a lot of people I talk to are not. And it just comes up that the French love to complain. It is perfectly acceptable to walk into the office and the first thing you say to your coworkers is, I hate this damn lady on the train this morning, this and that, just rant fully about what happened on your train this morning. That's totally cool. <laughs> and I hear people in other countries would be like, what on earth is going on right now? Or see you as very impolite for doing that. So I understand it's first cultural. Because then there's also your personal understanding of social norms, social cues, how you interact with those and how you appropriate them to them just reenact them and interact with the world. So I don't think you can really judge how much someone complains without trying to understand where they're coming from with it. If someone never complains, if you're not close, that's that seems kind of natural to not trust someone with your complaints and anything that is negative because then they can use it against you. You know, if somebody knows you dislike something or get hurt by something, you don't necessarily want a stranger to know that sometimes. But if you're super close and someone never complains, I kind of tend to prompt them because I want them to share because I have been that person who was bubbling up feelings and that might be why I then let loose and didn't keep them for myself enough. Of course, I tried journaling. Heck, I had a bullet journal, so obviously I tried those gratitude journals and grateful journals. And that also included venting on paper. That did not work for me. Um, tangent time. If journaling with pen and paper doesn't work for you, typing on a computer might, but even more so talking and for me talking to myself and that's it did not do it what did do it is record myself with my webcam so video included which is embarrassing to look back at sometimes but it is very therapeutic to record it for some reason it feels like someone's gonna listen later and hopefully it's only yourself Maybe your best friend or your therapist if you got one and, and that sounds helpful, but I don't know. For some reason, the act of recording it is the same reason why I don't like the method of journaling on the computer and then deleting it. I like keeping things to see my progress 
to notice patterns, stuff like that. Anyways, tangent over, I still recommend trying to record yourself journaling out loud. Of course I tried the journaling, and of course I tried being positive about it and seeing a good side of things, and it just didn't exactly do what complaining does. The social aspect of complaining about something is it's different than just pouring your feelings out. When I complain, it's not only because I need to release some things that are in my head. It's also because I want to be heard and I want to see that things maybe aren't that bad for me or that I'm not alone. And conversation just makes it that somebody will maybe relate with a similar story or give you a solution or give you comfort, whichever is your need in the moment or whichever is their method of receiving complaints. And here I'm mostly talking about complaining with no real intention. Like obviously having a complaint about something because it can be fixed and going to the person who can fix it, like that's objectively something that's efficient and achieving something concrete. And sure, you could argue and be nitpicky and say it's not really complaining, it's bringing up a concern, you're not complaining for no reason, and I don't really make a distinction sometimes because I think the complaining with no specific concrete material achievement is just as needed sometimes. Needing, needing outside perspective and human connection and somebody else's input is a need. It's something that can be helpful. So I don't think that complaining can ever be inherently negative. There can be a wrong place and time to do it, and some people can just take it the wrong way or not like it, even though you might not have done anything wrong in complaining in that place and moment to that person, but they're allowed to not like it. Like, both things can exist at the same time. Both can be true. I think when I was trying to feel better by myself without really any resources or tools, I kind of fell into toxic positivity, which I know is a buzzword now, but it's just true. It was trying to be positive at all times, add vision of someone I wanted to be, and that was a sunny, bright, uplifting person who's always happy, doesn't bother anybody, doesn't complain about anything, is never negative or sad or down. <laughs> the truth is, I'm super grumpy, so a lot of my socializing time in university was, like, outside of classes, was in the evening, people having parties or going to a bar, and I just end up complaining, because I didn't really understand what made me uncomfortable about the situation, which was the noise, the amount of people, strangers, no food, alcohol everywhere, which I don't like and don't consume, so I was like, why am I here? Like, <laughs> it was just... A whole thing. So I would just complain about literally anything else because I got uncomfortable and didn't know how to make conversation and I would just start complaining. But I so badly wanted to be the opposite of that and it's just, it's just not me. I'm sorry, I have to pause for this and do another little tangent. There's a tiny little bird on my window as I'm recording this and I'm trying so hard not to move because every time he sees me, he flies away. He's just trying to get to the bird food that's attached to my window. I should, you know, tangents. Little bird is so cute though, he deserved a, 
a shout out. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, I wanted to be a positive, bright person, and I don't really think anyone is naturally like that. Like some people to me just feel bright and just feel comforting and they feel warm, but if they start complaining about stuff, it doesn't take away any of those feelings I have about them or any of those opinions I've made up that they're a cool person, they're interesting, they're funny, they're nice, they're kind, they're bright, they're a positive person to be around. If they start complaining, it doesn't change anything. Because people are allowed to complain and have negative times and not like everything that's happening at all times. And I kind of had to have that realization about others before I could have it about myself. Something really helpful I've done for a couple of years is, and I constantly forget to do it, don't get me wrong, but is trying to think about myself as a different person. I always have like two of me in the back of my head. There's always present me and depending on the situation, either past me or future me. If I'm really, really not up to doing something, I'm telling myself that I'm not doing it for me, I'm doing it for future me. She won't have to do the dishes when she's exhausted if I've done it. And it's literally me, but because it's me in a couple of hours or days, I try to see her as a different person. I try to talk about her and not me later. Because if it was a friend, I would get up from the couch and clean a couple of things just so it's easier for my friend to do it later. Or not have to do it at all because I picked up a couple of things and then it turned into a whole cleaning session. Now it's all done and my friend, aka future me, won't have to deal with that. So I also tried to think about what if I treated myself as I would treat my friends. I would not think my friends are annoying or a burden if they're complaining. So why am I putting that expectation onto myself? Why am I judging myself so hard? And also I try to shift the perspective I have and see it as am I not being a bit mean to assume that people are such bad people that they think of me as annoying every time I'm vulnerable. If I'm trying to be a positive person and a kind friend, why am I assuming the worst? And why am I assuming that people are just mean like that to think of me as a burden for opening up or complaining? They're not. I'm putting that on them. And if they think I'm annoying, it's on them to tell me. I'm not supposed to guess. Like, no clear communication, not my problem. Of course, there are things that, like, if you're acting completely unhinged, nobody's gonna tell you because you're scary. <laughs> but if you're just making a small little mistake, you can't beat yourself up for not fixing it if nobody's asked you to fix it because it's so tiny that you didn't notice. Complaining in the slightly wrong place or time is exactly that. So why am I expecting people to be so harsh that they will call me annoying or a burden or just drop me from their life for a single little mistake? They're not doing that, and they've not given me any reason to think that they would. I had to tell myself, would I think my friend is a burden and annoying for doing the same thing? And would my friend think I'm a burden, or are they a nice person who can be understanding? I had to trick myself, and it kind of worked. That was me 
at that time when I felt the need to train myself not to complain, which felt very unnatural and unlike me. And now I know that, first of all, being a positive person is not actually required. I can be neutral. I can be negative. <laughs> that wouldn't be the most fun for people to be around, but you're never any of those things constantly all the time. These are like things that shift depending on your mood and how your day is going and the situation. You're not inherently positive 100% of the time. You just, it's just, you can't, you just can't do that. And you shouldn't want to because that sounds exhausting and just not worth it. Why do we want to be positive all the time? I don't, I don't even know. So that was definitely toxic positivity for me and I kind of got rid of that. And now I have so many opinions about just complaining as a, as a thing, just in general. Complaining to people about things they've done. Again, you might not call it complaining. You might call it setting boundaries. You might call it explaining yourself and your feelings, clarifying situations, bringing up concerns. But the truth is, it's often perceived as complaining. And it's often shaped as complaining. If you're never bringing up concerns to someone about their behavior or actions or words, because you don't want to complain, you're going to build up resentment. And I've experienced that so many times where I just felt off about someone I actually really loved because I didn't tell them things that bothered me that they did. And then the little things started to bother me for no reason. And now I actually pick up on it when someone else is getting upset with me over nothing. I can tell all day long they've been bottling up things that I did wrong and didn't notice, or that even other people did, and now they hate the entire world. Sometimes it's going to be about things that seem trivial or that you can't even change, but somebody else getting used to coming to you with concerns about your own behavior or actions and not receiving anger in return will kind of get them used to talking to you about things that are not necessarily praise and compliments. And then they will feel comfortable enough to bring up the big things or the true concerns that made them even notice the small tiny things in the first place. Because they're not building resentment against you and instead they're building trust. I think that's what I'm trying to say is that complaining to someone about themselves or your relationship with them and how it's going, whether it's work-related, a friendship, family, or relationship, like a romantic relationship, if you build resentment because you're just bottling up your feelings about that person, it's going to turn into a way bigger thing than it was in the first place. And it can just break what you had and create conflict instead of creating a space for you to communicate and find resolution. I'm a very critical person. I'm trying to be critical, not judgmental. There's a big difference. Don't know if I can get into that tangent right now or if I might later somewhere else. But there's a difference, and I know I'm very critical because I'm kind of particular about certain things just because my comfort zone, not that it's tiny, but it's stiff, it's rigid, and on days where I'm not ready to step out of it, if somebody steps inside of it, I'm going to combust. So that makes me very critical if somebody's making noise and I cannot be dealing with my comfort zone being broken into right now. I'm going to notice the smallest noise they make. 
And addressing that complaint right away might not be the best strategy because I'm angry. Because feeling deeply uncomfortable by noise will make me react in a way that sounds cold and harsh and just not open. And if the person reacts badly by blaming me for being bothered or by assuming I'm making it a bigger thing than it is, by assuming other intentions that what I had, which was just communicate discomfort and offer to find a solution together to live in the same space without somebody combusting inside, it's just not going to work well if I was already triggered by the noise in that moment to be in defensive mode. Not every single thing you say has to have a point or like a purpose, so if it's a negative thing that happens to be bothering you because negativity is built up, bottled up in your brain because you've been frustrated with something, I think it just has its place in the conversation just as much as anything else. You can very much complain and still be conscious and aware that a situation isn't the end of the world and you complaining doesn't mean you think you have it worse than everyone else and you can be very grateful for everything you do have and conscious of luck or privilege or opportunity and still complain it's like not it's really not that big of a deal to complain about something and in the same way what we could call gossip is demonized to a point that is unfit and necessary obviously talking badly about people behind their backs is highly unnecessary as well a lot of the time but it can also be a good source of information to protect yourself from people or situation that are not ideal for you and you would never know if the person in front of you was all love and light i never want to complain ever i never want to say anything bad ever yeah this person did something bad to me but i don't want to complain so i'm not going to tell anyone you would never know but maybe if they did complain you would find out that this messed up situation that you went through with someone you're not the only one and it's a pattern and so you can stop blaming yourself for a situation or tell yourself that you're just overthinking or that it's not that bad and instead recognize a pattern in someone and ask them to change or make them be less of a problem if it's someone in a friend group just talk to them and if they won't change exclude them you can fix the problem if you're talking a lot of people who have bad intentions will isolate you so if nobody's complaining about them their plan is working and a lot of people who do not have bad intentions will not realize that they messed up unless you talk to them about it and maybe if your first step is to talk to someone else because you're really scared of that person you can then be reassured that oh that has never happened to me maybe you should talk to them i can come talk to them with you like you build support and awareness around things when you just allow yourself to not be happy with every single thing that happens i don't know if i just had more to complain about or if i was more critical or quicker to see the negative side of things before or if this truly has to do with me freeing myself from that pressure of not wanting to complain but something has definitely changed between me from 2018 who wrote that goal down 
and me from now in 2022, where I very much have changed my perspective of things. And now that I more freely complain when I truly need to, I don't really notice things that much or I don't feel a need to complain about them. If something small is bothering me, it is just that. It is just something small. And I can let go of it because I haven't built up resentment about maybe small things, but that built up and I needed to express. If I don't, I will notice more and more and more of those very tiny, irrelevant things and become a bitter person. But if I'm not being bitter because I have the freedom and space that I am giving myself to express frustrations, I can be more relaxed and see the positive side of things because I'm not forced into it by myself or by other people's expectations of overly positive behavior and and thoughts. And it's not how we're supposed to communicate by just only ever talking to people when we have good things to say. It is true. I still, I cannot stand by if you have nothing nice to say to someone, maybe don't say anything. But that doesn't apply to every single situation. If you don't have anything nice to say about how your day went, it's not really that you don't have anything nice to say because if you don't have anything good to say, you're not gonna hurt anyone by complaining about your day. If you're going into full trauma dumping on someone, that's a whole other story. We're talking about complaining. And yeah, that's just, that's just conversation. And I don't know why I made it that big of a deal. I guess I just noticed myself complain about things I didn't previously complain about and I got very self-conscious about it. The truth is I had new situations in my life, so obviously if I talked about them, it changed both the way I talked about good and bad things. I noticed that now I'm more able to see things as not a big deal. Throughout my day, if something's frustrating or if something goes wrong, I don't react as if it ruined the entire day. Maybe it's because I'm a bit older, maybe it's because I learned a lot in those years and because I gave myself the time and attention I needed as if someone else were giving it to me. So now I feel heard by myself a little bit more and maybe that's why. I don't know if it can exactly be related to how I perceive complaining and how I allow myself to do it. But nonetheless, I have noticed that changed and it's freeing because I don't want to be thinking 24-7 about how positive I'm coming off because I'm just not positive every day. I'm actually quite neutral most days. I'll always see the good and bad and I can tell you about both. And sometimes it just happens that the bad is out of balance or I'm in a bad mood so that's what I'm going to notice more and that's what I'm going to talk about and I'm going to complain. I know there isn't meant to be a point to my episodes, but I feel like when it's guests talking about their subject, they can always kind of wrap it up in a good way and I don't know how to do that by myself right now. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to give you the outro, which in usual episodes with an interview is podcast updates and that's what it's going to be because this is the last episode of the season. So I just want to quickly talk about what that means. 
I'm ending this season after this episode. I will be posting a few more things on Instagram as per my schedule of posting, but then I might just be a little bit more irregular until I have a new season ready. In the upcoming weeks, and even as I'm recording this several weeks before it comes out, I have a lot to do. <laughs> I'm gonna be very busy and I don't have any interviews recorded already for other episodes, so I would rather plan that out and pre-record a bunch of stuff, pre-transcribe, edit, and have content ready to post so that I can keep enjoying this and also put the focus on my responsibilities that I have right now. I would rather that much rather than attempt to make things work in a short amount of time and high levels of stress. That's just not how I want to do it. So there will be a little break in episodes. I don't know how long that's going to last, but probably no more than a month, hopefully, because I really want to keep this going. I already only post every two weeks, so maybe saying a month is like, that's only skipping one episode technically, and I don't know if that's going to be enough, so don't really take my word for that. I will add more information on social media in the future, but for now, this is my last episode of the season, and season two might feature shorter interviews and more solo episodes. We'll see about that, but that's kind of what I've noticed I've been struggling with is how long my episodes are. And I don't really want to cut out anything because all of it is interesting. I love those conversations, but it's really hard to transcribe that much conversation. It's really long. And for the people reading, it's probably super long to read as well. It's not the same thing to listen. I think I'm going to try to be closer to the 30 minutes mark rather than 60. I always tell guests it's going to last between half an hour to an hour just so they can organize how much time we're going to spend on the recording. But it always ends up being on the longer side and for me editing it, it's, it's a bit long. But I also don't want it to be too short because I love long podcasts personally and I only post every two weeks so I kind of want to have something consistent and a lot of content to give but I will try that and also try more solo episodes because clearly I need it. This has been a struggle to record. I don't really notice when I'm doing it with interviews because I'm not the main person talking but I don't breathe when I record myself and I feel like I don't sound very natural but that's something I could probably work on and it might help with my anxiety when I'm talking in public or to a group. At my work, I've had to talk to students a bunch in groups and talk in meetings, but that's really not like anywhere near the amount of stress I experience when I talk to peers, like other people my age doing the same thing, because I'm talking to teenagers. So to them, I'm another adult of the school and they are listening. I'm more intimidated by peers or people who are evaluating me, like if I'm back in school, if I have to present something to a board of professors or whoever I'm going to be working with, I kind of need to work on that stress and 
maybe recording solo episodes and allowing myself to use my voice and take up space will help. I hope it will, but it will be a good exercise regardless. I think that will be it for this last episode. I kind of wanted to close it with more information because I'm closing a season. I'm not sure what the next one's gonna look like besides just more of the same, hopefully improved. I want to thank you for listening to this episode and to the rest of the season if you have. If not, you're gonna have plenty of time when your other podcasters are not posting to catch up with my other episodes because I'm not gonna be making any new ones for a little bit. And when I do, I hope I see you again and you stick around for the new season of the podcast. Thank you for listening to Anything We Want and I hope you have a great day.